firefighter and an EMS professional. You put your life on the line every day for others. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants, and you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies, and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. Do more. Be more. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. This podcast is one of my active efforts to help establish a true sense of brotherhood among the firefighting community. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership issues to how to improve yourself physically as well as mentally. All of the topics we discuss aren't isolated strictly to the fire service. The principles and things we talk about span all kinds of professions. That being said, Today let's talk about vision, why it's so important, and the elements necessary for vision to become a reality. Joel A. Barker says that vision without action is merely a dream. Action without vision just passes the time, and vision with action can change the world. Every organization has a vision statement. Let me rephrase that. Every, every successful organization has a vision statement, something that they're openly working toward. If you're currently working for a fire service organization, you can probably recite your organization's vision without hesitation. And if you can't, there's a problem. But the problem isn't with you. The problem is with your administrators who have allowed the organizational vision to fall by the wayside and subsequently so does the drive and morale of the people that make up that organization. Having vision allows people to look forward to some common goal. If no one knows what that goal is, how can anyone in their right mind expect people to buy in? People will wind up creating their own vision, and then you'll wind up with a fragmented organization who isn't unified and as a result becomes isolated from each other and merely show up to collect a paycheck. Just like in our personal lives, if we want to accomplish something, we start with a vision. For example, if we want to get in shape for summer, we have a vision for what it is that we want our bodies to look like, right? And the idea of wanting to get in shape for summer in itself is having vision. That statement alone. The work comes when you have to take steps toward that vision. You've got to eat right, you've got to exercise, and be disciplined in your regimen. And the same can be said for an organization working toward its vision. Members of the team must know the ultimate goal. Their leaders must show people the path on how to get there, and it's up to each individual member to be disciplined enough to work toward that vision. It's the leader's job to make that vision clear, to provide clarity, so that everybody knows what it is. One of my most favorite businesses is Chick-fil-A. Not only is their food amazing, but their service is incredible, and their business model is one that is continually being hailed as the way to run a business. They are not afraid of telling anyone who they are 
and what they believe. And they do not compromise, ever. Their vision is clear, and they let their employees know what it is, constantly. Would you like to know what Chick-fil-A's vision is? <laughs> I'll read it to you. Quote, To glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us. To have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. End quote. Their standards and goal is plainly stated in their vision. And if you don't align with their vision, they don't hire you. Now, that doesn't segregate, they don't, I'm not saying they segregate based on religious beliefs, obviously, but they do make it very well known that God and serving others is a big part of what drives them. Now, would someone who doesn't believe those things feel comfortable working there? No, probably not. And they probably wouldn't even apply, which is the goal. They want to attract a certain type of person. They don't want to attract somebody who hates life and hates people and wears black all the time and doesn't want to smile. It's exactly why it's so important to make it so prevalent within your workplace so you attract the right kind of people. They, like I said, they automatically cut out and don't have to deal with changing the mindset of people that wouldn't be a good fit. Instead of wasting time and money and training people and hoping that they come around eventually, they make their stance known right from the start, eliminating those who would be a drag on their organization before they even walk through the door. If only we all did that kind of due diligence and open expression of our values and vision from the start. Can you imagine the cultures that we would build, the organizations that we would have. I know of certain fire service organizations around the country who openly practice this. They openly practice this mentality. They let their vision very well known from the start. Some of them have, I mean, there are national testing networks and whatnot, but some of them have a specific thing. They want you to completely disregard everything else and focus on this thing that we, this is how we do things. And they attract a certain kind of person, which is exactly their goal. They look to hire a certain personality and train them in the job. They don't invite people who may already be able to do the job like rock stars, but are total assholes when it comes to dealing with people. If your organization isn't expressing the vision to its people, they will feel lost, uninvolved, and neglected. And what happens then? Morale drops, productivity decreases, sick time usage goes up. We've all seen it. Because guess what? People don't want to come to work for a place that doesn't give a crap about them. Saying things like, quote, Oh, we're lucky to have this job. We're just lucky. We're just lucky to be here. That's such a cop-out. I've heard this from numerous quote-unquote leaders and, and it just, it does, it undermines everybody's drive and it undermines everybody's effort that they put in to get this job in the first place. It's ridiculous. No one who has the job of a firefighter is lucky to have it. We worked our asses off to earn our spot on the truck. And those who would tell you that you're just lucky have either lost the sense of value and hard work that it took to get there or they never had it in the first place. And for them, Maybe they landed their spot out of luck. Maybe they did. Maybe they landed it out of luck. Maybe it was nepotism or some other political favor that they were able to uh, trade off for it. But don't let those people demean your hard work. Show them what hard work looks like because obviously they're strangers to it. 
we just talked about what having vision means, but there are also elements that provide the pathway for having vision and, and a way to execute it. And the first one of those elements is passion. What drives you? What is driving your organization? When we signed up for this job, we had passion for helping people and being there for them in their time of need. Has that dwindled? Are you finding yourself struggling to fight that burnt out feeling? Each one of us has to find that thing that drives us, no matter what it is, whether you're in the fire service, whether you're in the corporate world, um, another public safety service or agency, no matter what it is. Once we make it known to ourselves, once we identify it, we can make it known to others. For example, this podcast is something that I'm passionate about. I recognized a need within the firefighting community, and I took steps to providing perspective and what I hope to be value to others out there who are seeing the same trends and behaviors that I am. I love my job. I love it. And I've spent years being told that it's something that it just isn't. And this is my experience. I want it to be the brotherhood I was told that it was. I want us all to be better physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I only see that change being made by starting with myself. Now, I know I'm not alone out there because I've had numerous discussions with numerous firefighters and EMS professionals throughout the country. Across the entire United States, I've talked to people and asked them, What's going on in your organization? How do you feel? You feel like you've been sold a bill of goods here. What are some of the challenges you're facing? So I know I'm not alone. All of these topics that I talk about, these things that I research, are, are based on conversations that I've had with real working firefighters. Some are retired, but I do the research, and I make notes on the things that stand out to me. I compile them so that I can record these episodes every week and get them out for you guys to listen to. My goal is to spark thought and conversation because until those two things happen, nothing will happen. Passion without vision is just hype. The next element that provides a pathway to realizing your vision is discipline. And I don't know anyone better to talk about the idea of discipline than a mentor of mine, Jocko Willing. He's continually saying that discipline equals freedom. Jocko Willink is a retired United States Navy SEAL. He received the Silver Star and Bronze Star for his service in the Iraq War and was the commander of SEAL Team 3's Task Unit Bruiser during the Battle of Ramadi one of the most, if not the most, influential battle exchanges of the Iraq War. When I got the chance to meet him, he expressed to me the importance of discipline and accountability. And he told me that without those two things, all is lost. What does he mean when he says this? Think about it this way. If you want financial freedom, you must be disciplined in your spending. You can't go out and build a mountain of debt and then expect you to feel the facets of freedom. Today's society does an incredible job of making debt look like freedom. Look at Chase Bank's latest campaign, for example. Their slogan is literally, Chase Freedom. 
and they mask the prison of debt by selling it as freedom. It's ridiculous, but it's genius because it's working. The trick is being smart enough to see through all the BS so you can keep out of the prison of debt. Another example of how discipline equals freedom is in your physical health. If you eat yourself into an overweight and unhealthy lifestyle, you'll be a slave to ailments such as hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol. Guess what the societal solutions are to these issues? The quote-unquote solutions. We see it all the time in the fire service and in the EMS service. The solutions to these problems are more medications, pills. Does taking seven pills a day sound like freedom to you? Have the discipline to get your butt to the gym at least three days a week to keep those things at bay that would hold you back from your potential. You can read more about Jocko Willink's thoughts on discipline and accountability in his book, Extreme Ownership. I highly recommend it as it is a mentality that I enact and I share in my own life. The idea of own it. In that, I mean everything that you're responsible for or that's within your immediate environment. Own it. From the facility that you're in to the people you are responsible for to the truck that you're riding on to the small tasks of cleaning or making sure that your crew is fed appropriately. Own it. When your captain tells you specifically what kind of meals he likes, make that meal for him. Maybe elevate it a bit, but don't go crazy. Don't go making him some weird kind of soybean loaf if he's openly telling you he's a steak and potatoes guy. That's just ignorant and rude. Be disciplined to the point where people know what to expect with you and set that standard high. Being disciplined doesn't mean blind following of the rules just for the sake of following the rules. That's legalism. You must use judgment and operate within reason. That's why organizations hire people instead of robots. If they didn't, if they just wanted blind following of the rules, they would put a kiosk up in their, in their waiting room or whatever. They would put a, a robot in place of a person. And companies do that because that's what they're looking for. Blind following of the rules. They set a rule and build an algorithm. But you're a person as a part of an organization. And you should be trusted to operate and use that God-given reason that you've been gifted to carry out the tasks that you've been asked to carry out. For example, if you have an organization that's flooding you with policies, it tells me two things. One, that organization doesn't trust their people. And two, they don't know how to connect with their people and lead them in passion for the job. Discipline without passion is legalism. All of these elements that we're talking about won't mean anything unless you take action. And regardless of what action you take, there's going to be some risk involved. So let's talk a little bit about risk. Within the fire service, we operate under a risk management modality, and it goes like this. We will risk a lot in a highly calculated manner to save savable lives. We will risk a little in a highly calculated manner to save savable property. And we will risk nothing 
to save lives or property that is already lost. Everything we do in life is a risk versus benefit evaluation. Is what we want worth the risk? Is it worth the potential pain? On the fire ground and EMS scene, we are constantly operating with these questions in mind. We have to continually find that sweet spot to operate in so we can accomplish our mission while making sure that we all go home. When it comes to a mental aspect, we may consider the risk in furthering our education. When your organization states that they value, or they value education, but they don't require it for any kind of process or progress in regards to promotion, you have to think about is the time and money spent obtaining that education worth it? Is it worth it? This is a personal choice for everyone. And personally, I value consistency and my education has provided me that along with enlightenment and perspective within that specific arena, which happens to be fire service administration. If your organization is continually changing requirements for promotional processes and can't make up their mind where their standards are, it's up to you to decide for yourself where your standards lie. I would encourage you to set your standards and don't change them for these jokers around you who can't figure out their shit. Be the consistency in a world of volatility. And again, it comes down to what you're, will, you're willing to put on the table. Are you willing to trade off working out three to five times a week for an overweight and unhealthy body? You have to ask yourself, what is it that you value? What collateral are you willing to put up to get the things you want or the lifestyle that you want? It all rests on you. So own it. Either way, you're going to own it, good or bad. Either way, don't you want to have influence as to which, which element it will be? Make no mistake, I'm not saying to go risking everything all the time. And if you've had a conversation with me, you'll know that I don't operate with an extreme mindset. I don't think of things as always and never. The sweet spot is somewhere in between. Otherwise, if you're operating on those polar opposite sides of the scale, you're operating in a reckless manner, and sooner or later, you're going to get bit. Risk without discipline is recklessness. That wraps it up for this week, guys. Let's go over a little review about what we talked about today. So today we talked about having vision and the elements that it takes to see that vision come to fruition. We talked about passion. We talked about discipline and risk. Risk without discipline is recklessness. Discipline without passion is legalism. Passion without vision is just hype. Vision is crucial to make any important moves in life, guys. If you see a crap situation and it lights a fire in you, do something about it. Don't just sit back and think, oh, someone really needs to do something about that thing. That mentality is how we wind up sitting all day in recliners, becoming more and more not fit, and ultimately hating our lives. There's absolutely no reason that anyone who is currently working as a firefighter or EMS professional should be hating their jobs and their lives. If there's a change that needs to happen, it's up to you and us as individuals to be that change.
guys. As always, thanks for listening. I hope as we get further along in this effort, we become closer to our crew members, our families, and our friends. It's important for us to discuss the things that challenge us in the field and may be even challenging us at home. Do me a favor. If you've been enjoying the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It really helps anyone looking to find something that speaks to them when you offer legitimate feedback on why you appreciate and listen to the show. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Also, I'm inviting you all to join the Ignited Firefighters Facebook group. This is where firefighters and first responders can come together and share our experiences, our perspectives, and challenges. By having these meaningful discussions, guys, we can help refine and support each other as we serve our communities. I look forward to discussing ideas and topics like the one we talked about today with you inside the group. And until next time, own it and be hard to kill out there.